Welcome to the Dear Rochester Retire Well Podcast with David Pulsini from Six Point Financial Partners. In this podcast, find your path towards a brighter financial future with David as your guide as he helps individuals, educators, and healthcare professionals explore ways they can build wealth while minimizing risk using a multifaceted, comprehensive approach to personal finance. Are you ready to take the first step towards a brighter financial tomorrow? Let's get started. All right, folks, we are back with some important information today for business owners, and we wanted to get this out as soon as possible. It's been a program that's been around for a little while. Folks have not qualified. Maybe they do qualify now, so we wanted to make sure we got this information to you. If you're not a business owner, you probably know someone who is, and this is definitely something they need to know if they haven't taken care of this. So feel free to share this with those friends of yours, your own CEO, right? your family members or anybody or anyone that you know that's a business owner that has employees. And today we are talking with Carlo DePisa about the ERC credit. And from what I can see, it can be a significant amount of money that is out there for business owners. The business owners just need to know how to go get it. And that's what Carlo is here to help us with today. So Carlo, how are you today, man? I'm doing great, Dave. Appreciate the opportunity here to give us some valuable info to our business community. How much can you take out of your current investments and never run out of money? When is the absolute best time to take Social Security? Are you 100% confident in your investment strategy? Are you paying too much in taxes? Why? If something were to happen to you today, what would they find? If you are doubting any of this and would like a second opinion or to review these items, along with many more, feel free to reach out to us. You can visit us at www.sixpointsfp.com or email us at info at sixpointfp.com. Back to the show. Yeah, you got it. So what, let's back up a little bit. Let's give some folks some background, give you some credibility, right? What uh, a... <laughs> Let's get to the point where you are today, but what got you started in the uh, financial sector and the financial career in the first place? And then tell us how you got into the ERC program. How, how it Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it basically, after I graduated from business school at RIT, got my MBA and went to work for Chase Manhattan for a couple of years and soon discovered that I was not a corporate guy. So I left and got into the sandwich business, which was a family business. So I actually ended up owning three sandwich franchises for about 15 years. And at that point, I was done with that business. So decided to to move into the financial planning world. And that's how I actually met Dave back in, yeah. I think it was like 2011. Yeah. So met Dave and did you know the financial planning thing for a number of years and slowly transitioned into commercial lending. Because what I started finding was a lot of my business clients were actually pulling money out of their 401ks to fund their businesses, which kind of shocked me because that's, as Dave knows, and probably a bunch of your listeners, that's a pretty expensive way to fund a business. So we did some searching around and found some special programs that would actually lend to businesses and submitted a couple of of businesses, let them went through the process and they got funded. So, and that's my core business is I'm a commercial lender, commercial broker, I guess, lender. But last year, I had a couple of my clients approach me about this ERC program. They asked me if I knew you know, anything about it because I had helped them with the PPP loan program that was out there back in 2020 and 21. And I really didn't know a lot. So I decided to do some digging around and some research and 
found out some valuable information and offered it to the clients. We actually took them through the process. And in doing so, I learned a lot about what's needed. What, how do we do this? What are the best companies out there to partner with to do this? Because these programs are very complex um, in calculating what needs to be done. So I partnered with a company that is, is an awesome company. And it's snowballed. You help one client and then they tell their friends and family because it was a lot of misinformation out there. And it's turned into a, a huge part of my business at this point. Yeah. Wh- what does ERC stand for? It actually stands for Employee Retention Credit. And sometimes it's called ERTC, and that's just Employee Retention Tax Credit. But in essence, what this is, is a it's part of the CARES Act, just like the PPP loan and the EIDL loans that were out there. And back then, you actually had to choose between the PPP loan or the ERC. So just because the PPP loan was so easy, you literally went to your banker, you filled out a one or two page application, and then you got all this money in your account 30 days later. So it was pretty simple. The ERC is actually pretty complex in doing the calculations and figuring it out. So people shied away from the ERC. And back then you had to do one or the other. But back in, I think it was 2021, Biden administration changed the rules so that now, even though you had a PPP, you could also qualify for this ERC. And that's why you see this resurgence now in the business community with, you know, what is this thing? How are we doing it? It's shown its face again here. Yeah. So the ERC in general, correct me if I'm wrong, Carlo, is basically the last of the COVID stimulus money for business owners. And it's just a giant pot of money sitting there waiting for the business owners who have not done this yet to go get it, right? Yeah. So really what this program is, is it's a a refunding of payroll taxes that businesses have already paid. So what you would receive is a tax refund check directly from the IRS. And it's based on the amount of payroll you had at the time in 2020 and 21. There's basically six quarters that you would use in order to do these calculations. So it would be in 2020, it would be quarter two, three, and four. And in 2021, it would be quarters one, two, and three. Now, if you started your business after February 15th of 2020, there is a startup recovery provision so that even if you started it past that date, you could still qualify for up to $50,000 in quarter three and four of 2021. So there are some adjustments that are made if you did start your business after that point. Okay. It sounds like at first people didn't qualify or they just didn't try because I have heard that, oh, I tried that. I didn't qualify. It sounds like things have changed. So as it stands today, it will give us some common misconceptions, but also who qualifies and what has changed? Yeah. So basically who qualifies is is any business that had a reduction in their gross revenue of 50% or more in 2020 compared to 2019. Additionally, if that business had a 20% reduction in their gross revenue in 2021, again, compared to 2019. So if you meet those gross revenue reductions, that's one way to qualify. Although believe it or not, it's not the majority of the way businesses qualify. Yeah. So there's other disruptions that could have occurred to a business that would qualify them. Immediately, business owners are out there saying, well, wait a second, I made more money. I, or I, I know for a fact, my friend made more money that year. How did he or she get that? So hopefully yeah. you're going to jump into that. Okay, go ahead. 
Yeah. So basically, the other ways you would qualify are you could have supply chain disruptions. You could have your actual suppliers could have also had supply chain disruptions, any kind of travel disruptions. So if you normally traveled for trade shows or if you travel to go see clients, if that was impacted, that's another way you could qualify. There's another provision for client or customer interference. So if you're normally meeting with clients face-to-face and now you had to, for example, resort to Zoom calls or you could not go see them because they didn't want to deal with you at all, that could be a reason. There could be increases in fixed or variable costs if that occurred during 2020 and 21. There could have been a reduction in any capacity at any offices or retail or warehouse locations. Um, And then finally, if there were any projects or timelines that the business owner had that they had to delay or put off indefinitely, those are all reasons that a business could qualify for this program. So there's a whole slew of ways. I'm I'm, I'm laughing that the listeners can't see me because it's like, okay, then who doesn't qualify? And then how do you measure this stuff? Who's going to say... Yep. Yeah, man. I, I went to all Zoom meetings because we had to. I didn't do a single yep. Zoom meeting before. Now I do all Zoom meetings. So I revenue aside, I could qualify for the ERC credit. Absolutely. Because yeah. there's, I mean, from the list that I gave you, it's pretty difficult not to qualify because just take 2020 quarter two, starting mm-hmm. March, there were major shutdowns all across the country. So at minimum, you're going to qualify for that one quarter. But there's also, because of those shutdown requirements that happened, in quarter two, those disruptions just don't magically go away. They kind of linger. So if you had disruptions to your supply in that quarter two or quarter three, you don't just all of a sudden one day wake up and everything's gone. Your business operations most likely are still being impacted by those shutdowns that happened two or three or four quarters prior to that. These are selfish questions now, but I'm thinking like quarter two, we went to Zoom, mm-hmm. but quarter three, four, and then obviously back to Q1. Yep. But it's like no one wanted to see us for a really long time because yeah. of this. So does yeah. that still count? Absolutely. I mean, I had I had contractors going to people's homes and they literally had to tie a string onto a clipboard to bring up a invoice to the second floor of their homes because they didn't want to get near anyone. Wow. Um, or just contractors that or homeowners would just leave the house and then they would go in, they would do the work and then they would have to disinfect and then leave. So those are major disruptions to a business owner or even lumber. I mean, you had a lot of contractors who couldn't get their hands on lumber. How do you put a deck together for someone with no lumber? So everything was delayed. AC, like air conditioning companies, they couldn't get their hands on AC units. Now that impacts their business, right? How do they make money when you can't get AC units to install to make money. These are major disruptions that have occurred. Wow. Okay. So basically everybody qualifies. So if we haven't, if we did try this and we failed at first because we didn't qualify, now it sounds like it's worth checking back into for sure. I have to talk to you after this, Carlo, about my own stuff. But uh, <laughs> so let me ask you this. Why? <laughs> I guess I know the answer to this is why hasn't everybody done this? Great. It's a great question. So One of the reasons is, um, which we find a lot, is their CPAs may have told them that they didn't qualify for it because of the revenue reduction. They didn't have that revenue reduction that we talked about earlier, which, and that's misinformation, right? That's just the CPA that really hasn't dug in and read the law to see that there's all these other disruptions. 
Or there could be the CPAs putting the fear of God in these business owners, telling them that they're going to get audited. If, you know, I've heard everything from you're going to get it audited or you're going to get audited if you, you know, receive more than $100,000 or if you get more than 200, you're going to get audited. The reality is the IRS has already said that they're going to audit 5% of these files. Yeah, there is a risk of being audited, but at the end of the day, if you submit this claim correctly and you're not lying, what risk is there to being audited? I mean, yeah, they'll audit your file, but if you've done it correctly and been truthful, you've got nothing to worry about. Some of the other reasons are, you know, a customer might say, well, we didn't get shut down. We don't qualify, right? But again, those disruptions, they probably experienced disruptions to their business that would allow them to qualify. Another thing I've heard is I've got less than five employees. I don't qualify. And the reason that's out there is because a lot of these larger ERC filing companies are telling clients that, hey, we only handle files that either have five Uh, more than five or more than 10 employees. And the reason is because they don't want to deal with the smaller companies because there's a lot of work involved here, right? So they don't want to work on the small companies and earn a smaller fee when they could work on a company that has 50 or 100 employees. They're going to charge a lot more for that. Other reasons why is some business owners say, I was deemed essential as an essential business during COVID. I don't qualify. Were your operations impacted? So yeah, you were running your company, but most likely you were impacted. Another reason we already talked about the profitability issue, right? They're thinking that they made more money so they don't qualify. I've had a ton of businesses qualify that made, you know, I had one landscape company, for example, double their revenue from 2019 to 2020. We still got them qualified because they had a very difficult time working with, you know, getting their hands on lumber, their side businesses, building decks. How can you build a deck if you don't have lumber? So there's a whole slew of reasons why people would qualify or thought that they couldn't qualify. Well, it sounds like they just don't know know the rules, right? So yeah. it, again, it's worth checking back into. A quick interruption. Six Point Financial Partners is taking on new clients. If you would like to take the next step in planning your future with Dave or the Six Point team, please visit them at www.sixpointfp.com to schedule a time or reach out via LinkedIn, Facebook, or simply find us on the internet by searching Six Point Financial Partners. Okay. Back to the show. You mentioned a couple of things that I want to ask about. First thing that if I'm a listener, I'm thinking, Carlos said a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars will get me audited. Like, how much money can someone get from this? You've probably heard the ads on the radio. Get twenty-six thousand dollars per employee. So that's to be honest with you, as a marketing scheme, right? It's a marketing employee to get you to call them. I have not seen anyone receive twenty-six thousand dollars per employee. The reality is, on average, you're looking at probably you know, I'd say about ten to 15000 per employee. So if you've got a company that's got 10 employees, for example, you could realistically expect, if you qualify, that is, yeah. we always want to make sure we take them through those questions to make sure they qualify, but they could expect anywhere from, you know, hundred dollars to $150,000. I mean, that's, that's significant for a business owner. Yeah. And that's real. So the other thing you mentioned was the fee that these companies charge to do this, because it's a lot of work. I would never mind personally paying the fee for somebody doing the work for something that uh, is going to net me a positive result. So <laughs> what does that look like for people? Because if I'm a business owner, you you know, business owners, the first thing, oh, how much does this cost? Of course, these people are all yep. over me. Yep. So we've seen fees go anywhere from 7% on up to, I believe it or not, I've heard 20, 30, I even heard there's a company charging 40% fee. Meaning if you 
qualify for $100,000, they're going to charge you 40% of that. So you're going to give them $40,000 and you're going to net 60,000. Yeah. So there's a lot of companies out there that are charging these extravagant fees, which I don't know how someone could pay that, but if you don't know any better, you think that's what the norm is, right? Generally our fees range. So we have a sliding scale that can be anywhere from seven to 15%, depending on what the client gets back. So the more money you get back, the lower the fee is going to be with us. Whereas a lot of these other companies, it's a standard fee. So if your fee is 20% or 30%, it doesn't matter what you get back. You're, that's what you're paying on the entire amount. So we have a graduated scale that is adjusted for clients that are going to qualify for that millions and millions of dollars or even several hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's, there's an adjustment made. So how do they pay that? So if, if I'm going to get $100,000 yep. back as a business owner and you're charging, I'm making this up, Carlo, 7%, yep. that's $7,000 or 10000 whatever the number is. Yep. Do they write you a check up front or do you guys just take it from wherever that money comes from, which yep. I also want to ask you about? Yeah, that's a great question. So the way we do it is let's assume that the fee is 15%. We'll just take it on the high end, right? So what would happen is we would gather documents from clients, meaning we would gather their payroll summaries for all quarters in 2020 and 21. We would gather their, their 941s, which are your quarterly payroll tax returns you file with the IRS. And then we would also obtain a their PPP loan forgiveness forms. So if they had two loans, we're gonna need both forms. So we would then do an analysis. We do the analysis free of charge. So we tell you what you would qualify before there's any kind of fee involved. But when we come back to a client, we say, okay, you qualify for say $250,000 and the client says, you know, let's move forward. At that point, after we've already done the analysis and we shared with you the numbers, that's when we would ask for a 1.5% fee. The remainder of that 15%, which is 13.5. So you're going to pay that 13.5 at the end of the process when you actually receive your tax refunds from the government. Got it. Okay. So like, how long does that take? So you guys yep. turn in the forms, you start the process. I pay you my 1.5%. When do I get my money from, from the government? <laughs> yep. Yep. Great. That's what everyone always asks. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the process can take anywhere from four to seven months on average, right? Up until about, I would say four to six weeks ago, we were seeing the average time on our files were about four and a half months but it's taking a little bit longer now because of tax season. Because remember, the IRS are the ones that are processing these. So there's a little lag right now. So right now we're telling clients that you're probably looking at between five to seven months to actually get your refund checks. Is, okay, so I get a $100,000 check. It comes to me. That That is cash that I can use for whatever I want? That's exactly right. It's a tax refund check. And it's actually multiple checks because you're going to get a check for each quarter that you qualify. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you'll get the actual physical check. It's just like when you got a, a tax refund from the IRS or their stimulus checks that they were sending out back in 2020 and 21. Same thing. You're going to get a check. It's going to be made out to the name of the business owner and the name of the business. And then you're going to just deposit that into your business bank account. Yeah, it definitely seems like it's almost too good to be true. I wonder if that's why people give up too early on it without uh, I think oh, I, well, I just funny, don't qualify. It's, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I I've actually in the beginning here when I started doing this last summer, I actually reached out to a couple of friends of mine that own businesses and said, "Hey, have you done this?" And their response was, "It's the same response. It's almost it's almost comical. It's you know I thought this was a scam, 
you know, I'm hearing all these ads on the radio. Yeah. I'm on satellite. I see it on Facebook. I'm getting phone calls. I thought it was a scam. And I just, you know, went through the process and educated them on the program and what it is. And they said, they all say the same thing. Now that I know that you're doing this, I know it's not a scam. Let's process it. So there is a lot of that mentality that people think it's, it's a scam because there's, it's, there's so much out there. I mean, I, myself, I'm helping clients with this program and I get at least two voicemails a day from yeah, companies great. that want to help me with my ERC. I get text messages. I, if you go onto Facebook any amount of time, and, and now that you and I are talking about this, if you're ever on Facebook, you're going to start seeing ads because I, I swear to God, Facebook here is what you're talking about. You're <laughs> going to start getting these ads. It's, it's crazy the amount of advertising that's out there right now. But there's a lot of companies out there that aren't very genuine. So you really got to be careful out there because a lot of these companies are just popping up overnight and you know, got one or two guys in an office and they're calculating these numbers for clients. They're not CPAs. They're not trained on how to do it. They probably saw a YouTube video on how to do it. And now they're, they think they can process these things. So it's, it's a pretty complex program. And we all know this, right? It's like, there, there's a huge amount of money that pops up and all of a sudden everybody's in the business of the, of whatever yeah. that thing is. And yeah. uh, it's like these, I, I envision these chop shops, you know, you watch the boiler room, that movie yeah. and they're oh, yeah. like in the back room they're just like making phone calls, like trying to get clients. That's what I envision. Yeah. Interesting. So it's probably happening. Well, I'm sure it is because the, again, the amount of money involved, especially if I'm getting 40% of any check, right? So let's end with this, Carl, and then I'll let you go. I really appreciate the time. Is there a deadline for business owners to make sure this gets done? There, there has to be, or is this just a pot of money that once it runs out, it's out? So yeah, so there definitely is a deadline. It's, it's right now, it was the end of 2024 originally, but they've extended it to April of 2025. But I always tell clients, don't wait because it is a government program. So the government could just one day change their mind and be like, okay, we've had this program in place for some time now. Let's just end it or divert the funds to another program. So if you're, if you haven't qualified for it, or if you haven't tried to qualify for it, I would encourage you to do so sooner rather than later. Yeah. Okay. So folks, listen, if you know business owners or you are a business owner listening to this it and you haven't done this, it makes complete sense to at least start the process. Hey, hey, Carla, you know, our business owner folks out there, like how long does it take them? Like how much work is it for them? You said they have certain payroll forms, the quarterly stuff they have to get. Like, what do we have to put in a couple hours? Oh God, no, I no, no, not nowhere near that. Basically you are going to answer some questions on a questionnaire that are going to qualify you for the program. That will literally take you 10 minutes at most. Yep. The big challenge is, is getting all the documents because we need, like I said, your payroll summaries, your 941s, which are easily attainable from your payroll company. But sometimes they payroll companies will send the wrong documents or the wrong timeframes. The other big thing is the PPP forgiveness form. Sometimes they send they, the, the bank will send you the wrong form. The biggest chunk of time is actually on our back office end where the CPAs are actually calculating these numbers. And the nice thing about our back office is that the numbers are triple checked. They're going to have a, an accountant do these calculations, and then they're going to take your documents and they're going to put the information into a computer program. That program is going to also spit out some numbers. And then as a tertiary kind of check, a higher level CPA is going to also calculate these numbers. So you've got a triple check going on in calculating these numbers. And that's why our back office right now has a zero rejection rate from the IRS because they're triple checking numbers. And when 
you get your number back from the IRS. Because remember, they're going to do their calculations also. They're just not going to take our word for it and just rubber stamp it and send you a check. Right now, our numbers have matched right down to the penny every single time. And that's on over 5,200 files that our back office has filed with the IRS. Not one has come back even a penny different. So you can be rest assured if you choose to use a company like us, that number is going to be right on the mark and it's going to be done correctly. Yeah. So again, the folks that haven't tried this, like you guys have done this 5,200 times. I've done it zero times. But by the way, one last thing I'll mention is I did that questionnaire, Carlo, when it first came out and it said I didn't qualify. So a lot of people like, right now it's a couple years later. And I know for a fact, based on what you told us today, that personally, we would qualify for this because of Zoom interruptions, supply chains, and people being uncomfortable meeting. And that is real and provable. Yes. Carl, how can the folks here get a hold of you if they want to reach out and find you on LinkedIn? I know you have LinkedIn. Yeah, they could go up to LinkedIn and just search for Carlo DePisa. And that last name is spelled D as in David, I, P as in Peter, I, S as in Sam, A as in Alpha. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Or if you're really interested and you want to look into this like ASAP, you could go to my landing page and schedule a time to talk to me. You can go to www.erc applications.org backslash Carlo, C-A-R-L-O dash DePisa, D-I-P-I-S-A and schedule some time to talk. It's no obligation, but at least you'll get some more information on, you know, if you qualify and if you qualify and want to move forward, I'd be more than happy to help you out. Yeah. So we'll get that in the show notes too, Carlo, because that's a, that's a long landing page. And folks, if you, if you could reach out to me anytime, obviously my email, dpaulsini at 6.fp.com. You can find us on the website. You can find me on LinkedIn. I can get you in touch with Carlo as well. For now, Carlo, very helpful. It was awesome to talk to you. Appreciate your time and folks make it a great day. Thank you for listening to the Dear Rochester Retire Well podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Six Point Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Content here is for illustrative and educational purposes only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of Six Point Financial Partners. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, Private Client Services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Six Point Financial Partners or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services, Six Point Financial Partners, and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. 
advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.